When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Neil Preston, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in Five Songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Welcome back once again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff. We are brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We're pleased as always to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, available on Spotify, iTunes, and 40 other podcast platforms. All right, this is episode 126. We're calling this Kerrang's Top 100 Albums, dot, 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 in issue number four. Um, as you uh, may realize, uh, episode 125 was Kerrang's Top 100 Songs, dot, 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 in issue number one. Um, so yeah, the story here is that uh, this was suggested by Neil Miller, that uh, that this was the anniversary of uh, of these two lists in Kerrang! magazine, historically the first I- I- uh, issue, and then the fourth issue. And uh, as I explained in that episode, um, Brian Sager kindly... Um, gifted pretty much um his whole collection of uh of kerangs few hundred of them uh from the beginning all the way up to 2000 or so so i actually had uh, a big collection of these and i had these two uh issues so that was kind of cool so what i'm going to do is similar to what we did last time and i broke this up into some themes i wanted to talk about that you see in this list of 100 albums voted by uh this is now voted by the readers of sounds and kerrang uh last episode uh, because it was the first kerrang uh it was readers of sounds and sounds was the the one of those uh english papers that was the one that was really championing the new wave of british heavy metal uh the best out of all those papers so now now kerrang actually has some readers because they've got three issues behind them so um so let's go into this uh again uh this is the top 100 albums in issue number four uh i've got the issue right here they put michael shanker on the cover really cool picture of him short hair funny they put meatloaf on the back we'll uh, we'll get to that in a minute um we also discussed that a little bit in the uh in the last episode but uh so our first theme take a listen to this first of all this is rush with something for nothing All right, so that was Rush from All the World's a Stage. Uh, So theme one in terms of this list is 
the fact that they allowed live albums and there's lots and lots of live al- live albums here but they've done a pretty good job with it the uh, the readers uh, who were who were pulled for this uh, so what we've got here is uh yeah all um all the world's a stage is represented in this list of what they consider the uh, 100 greatest heavy metal albums of all time. Uh, number six, UFO Strangers in the Night made the list. Number eight, Deep Purple Made in Japan. None of this is really much of a surprise. Number 13 is a bit of a surprise. 13th best heavy metal album of all time, White Snake Live in the Heart of the City. I think not. Uh, number 14, Judas Priest Unleashed in the East. That is a great album. Uh, 18, Rainbow on Stage. 28 is when we get the rush, all the world's a stage. 31, Thin Lizzy, Live and Dangerous. People think that's one of the greatest of all time, of course. Um, 36 is Scorpions, Tokyo Tapes. 39 is Kiss Alive. These are all well-regarded. 58 is Ted Nugent, Double Live Gonzo. 67 is Deep Purple Made in Europe. Again, not, not the greatest live album. 80 is Queen Live Killers. Interesting one. Uh, this is also not considered one of the great live albums of all time. Uh, yet, uh, it is actually the only Queen album on this list, which is kind of weird. Um, number 90, we've got Sammy Hager, Loud and Clear. So that's the English version with a different cover of All Night Long. Uh, the live album, a single single live album that we got from Sammy Hager, which is a really, ob- obviously, it's a weird, weird choice to put it, put in the top 100 heavy metal uh, albums of all time in 1981. Um, but the fact of the matter is Sammy was really well beloved as an honorary new wave of British heavy metal guy over there in England. Um, 95 blue oyster cult on your feet or on your knees. The only blue oyster cult album that made the list and 98 is Leonard Skinner. One more from the road. So you know how I always think. And, and then also a lot of people believe the same thing. You don't include live albums when you do these lists because live albums are, um, shall we say, cheats because number one they are essentially glorified greatest hits packages and number two you know depending on how those studio albums were recorded in the past usually there's more excitement or even sometimes even a better recording uh and and you get to doctor the tapes a little bit as well so um the fact of the matter is there's sort of an unfair advantage i always like looking at that body of work, that written creative body of work, and that's the studio album, and that's what should be looked at here. So, yeah, it's a little crazy here, including this. You know, there's even compilations in here. I think uh, Black Sabbath, We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll made this list. Deep Purple, Deepest Purple made this list. You know, greatest albums of all time. Kind of stupid. Um, All right, let's move on to our second one here. Take a listen to this. This is Iron Maiden with Phantom of the Opera. All right, so our theme here is New Wave of British Heavy Metal. How did the New Wave of British Heavy Metal do here compared to our songs list, which is, again, only only three months earlier. That was a, uh, or three issues earlier. That was June 1981 for that first issue we talked about with Angus Young on the cover. Um, 
let's see how they did here. It's it's similar, but there's a little more in here, I, I'd say. So Motorhead did amazing in here. Um, Ace of Spades, seventh greatest heavy metal album of all time. That actually does get really high up the list. As I discussed before, I have those two books, uh, the updates of the old top 500 heavy metal songs or albums. Um, uh, well, actually, no, yeah, the songs one I haven't done songs. Are, the albums one I haven't done. I've done songs. So I've updated the songs one and did Riff Raff, the top 200 heavy metal songs of the 70s and i did aces high the top 250 heavy metal songs of the 80s but i haven't done anything with albums yet so maybe that'll happen maybe not we'll see anyways uh in the original book i know aces ace of spades did well but here we've got ace of spades uh at seven overkill at 24 bomber at 44 even motorhead motorhead uh, made it at 94 iron maiden we've got iron maiden iron maiden at 15 and killers at 32 that's all maiden had out at this point right girl school again uh, they made the songs list i think a couple of times they've made the albums list here with hit and run and demolition Def leopard is in here with both their albums uh high and dries 56 on through the night made it at 61 Gillen, uh, do we consider Gillen New Wave of British Heavy Metal? Of course I do. You can go listen to our honorary New Wave of British Heavy Metal episode and see that discussion. Uh, boy, they get in here with Future Shock at 46, Glory Road at 48, and Mr. Universe at 57. So that's probably every album they had out at this point too. Yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, number 60, Tigers of Pantang get on here with Spellbound, so they don't, they don't get on with the debut with Jess Cox singing. This is the John Deverell album. Uh, Praying Mantis gets in here. I don't think this is a very great album. Time Tells No Lies, but it gets in here at 91. And Vardis gets in here at 97 with 100 miles an hour. Uh, other honorable new wave of British heavy metal bands. Ozzy is on this list. Whitesnake is on this list. Um, but that's a discussion for another day. And let's take a short break. All right, back again here, History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 126, a sister episode to episode 125, uh, but this is called Kerrang's Top 100 Albums uh, in issue number four. All right, take a listen to this. This is Status Quo with Backwater. All right. Uh, I've I've been admonished before. I'm supposed to say status quo, but I've never said that. I've always said status quo. Uh, that little clip of Backwater, that is the uh, greatest piece of music I've ever heard in my life. Um, I've always uh, considered that. Uh, when I play that, walking around or jogging, that just drives me up the wall. Like when, when they come in after that super long guitar solo, go play this song if you don't know this song. It's It's just boogie high mana from heaven um but there's this long long guitar solo and it builds and builds and builds and then it collapses into uh this verse it's just a gorgeous gorgeous um you know super energetic uh moment there uh so yeah i i love i love this backwater but our theme here our theme here on this list of 100 greatest heavy metal albums uh is quo 
what is Quo doing here so big? Uh, obviously, Quo would not make a list uh, anytime, anywhere else probably uh, than England, uh, and really anytime, you know, any newer than 1981. Uh, but uh, they love their Quo over there. Quo was a huge band. Uh, I love Quo as well. Um, so the album called Quo, Status Quo Quo, uh, their heaviest album, made it on this list at 65. Hello made it on this list at 79. It's also a pretty good album from the golden era. And uh, at 86, we have 12 gold bars, which is a 1980 compilation. So here you go with the compilations again. Um, but yeah, it, it brings in a lot of the, the cool, uh, the cool heavy stuff uh, from that era. And, uh, you know, the Frantic Four and all that. Just the greatest boogie rock band of all time. I mean, I, I always put Quo in there with Foghat. And, uh, and ZZ Top, this idea of making the blues interesting for metalheads, right? I think that's also an episode that I did earlier. And I hope I included Quo in that. I probably did. Um, but yeah, that's an episode of History in Five Songs as well. So to have Quo get on here with that much is is definitely uh, uh, worthy of, uh, of a theme and pointing out because it's pretty, pretty darn weird. Um, all right, let's move on to our fourth selection here and our fourth theme. Um, take a listen to this. This is Pink Floyd with Us and Them. Wow. So uh, our theme this time is not heavy. And uh, usually, again, I'm very surprised. And I remember bringing this up in the songs one as well. Um, you know, the, the sounds and Kerrang readers are now pretty educated metalheads. And we're now going through this great heavy metal uh, time in history called the New Wave of British Heavy Metal. And, um, you know, they're right there in Ground Zero in England. Um, all this great music around them. But um, when you do a list this old of, of ranking your top metal anything, and of course, as I discussed in the last episode, as time goes on, we've got metal quote unquote being invented by metallica maybe and we get into thrash and death and we get into all the the sub genres and so much extremity you know where you get the likes of uh you know i i i i'm thinking on the charts uh what kind of extremity has there been slipknot slayer lamb of god um of course there's way way more extreme things than that there's black metal and doom and uh you know noise um all sorts of crazy, crazy, heavy genres later. But the problem is, I've always found with these lists, is even though there are super, super important albums when you start breaking down into genres like, you know, the debut Morbid Angel album or or an Entombed album or whatever. There's many, many of them, of course. Um, but what happens is uh, you've got so much fragmentation that that when you do these big lists of greatest of all time, it will it will kind of trend towards uh, all the old sort of classics that are that are already on this list. So it's it's pretty crazy. If, if you took this poll right now of the top 100, I would suspect that uh, a good 50 of these would probably still have a really good chance of getting on here. And they're all obviously previous to 1981. So uh, so the theme here with the Pink Floyd is the not heavy stuff. And uh, the funny thing about Pink Floyd is that um, they are the band that gets the most votes, I swear, out of any band 
in terms of uh, voting for heavy metal that has nothing absolutely to do with heavy metal. They're so the other way. They're so quiet. But I've always I've always seen David Bowie get a lot of votes and uh, and Marillion. Um, but the funny thing here is that this is 100, right? We've got Pink Floyd. Uh, this one coming in off of Dark Side. Uh, sorry, I, the song was from Dark Side of the Moon. But we've got Dark Side of the Moon coming in at number 44, greatest heavy metal album of all time. We've got Wish You Were Here coming in as the number 76, greatest heavy metal album of all time, and The Wall coming in at at number 81. So Pink Floyd actually gets on this list three times, which is complete nuts, right? Um, but again, uh, as I mentioned, Meatloaf is on the back cover of this uh, of this issue. And, uh, you know, because of Bad Out of Hell, that extreme violent title and album cover, everybody almost considers Meatloaf a heavy metal act. Uh, they get a little little bit of bloom as well for being uh you know an american band and i went through that in the last episode where um you know these magazines are, are or uk fans and uk journalists really start to report on a lot of the american stuff and like a lot of the american stuff so uh meatloaf gets in also for that as well number 98 on here is the leonard skinner one more from the road double live album which i mentioned before and again, a band that everybody kind of thinks is heavier, but they're not really that heavy. Uh, but they get in also for the American loving thing and the fact that there's a lot of uh, of enamorment and mystique around Southern rock acts as well. Um, as you recall, there was a, even a, a Molly Hatchet song in the top songs of all time. Um, so there you go. There, there actually was not uh, really anything else on this list. I was quite surprised, but it, it more or less all falls into the realm of, you know, quote unquote heavy metal for the day or or certainly hard rock going back and all all your big suspects are on here of course lots of black sabbath and kiss and deep purple and all that kind of stuff which again we're not talking about because it's not surprising and i'm just kind of pointing out weird uh, nooks and crannies of this whole thing but just like the last episode our um our number five theme is going to be the top five so we're now going to look at the top five take a listen to this this is rainbow with light in the black All right, so giving it away. What did what did um, Kerrang, uh, the Kerrang readers, Kerrang and Sounds readers think was the greatest heavy metal album of all time in October of 1981? Well, they thought it was Rainbow Rising. They love the Rainbow over there. Quintessentially uh, British band, although not everybody's British in the band, but uh, a very British sounding album. I've always considered Rising sort of the uh, first, uh, the first of the second wave matched really pretty much with sad wings of destiny they're the two you know carrying most of the water for this second wave of heavy metal the first wave being you know the early sabbath heap and deep purple um but but right here in 1976 you get 
you get kind of a rebirth and some new things and, and a slight up ratchet in, uh, in smartness and heaviness. You know, this, this is like, this is heavy, like deep purple in rock is heavy and much heavier than the other deep purple albums today. So rainbow rising gets number one. Uh, and now let's go in reverse order for the uh, rest of the top five, number five, greatest heavy metal album of all time, Saxon wheels of steel. Wow. That certainly would not rank, uh, as high, but man, they love their Saxon over there in the early new wave of British heavy metal days. Always a lot of Saxon articles and pictures and all that kind of stuff. So that's crazy seeing that so high. Um, next up is, uh, what do we got next? So next is, uh, back in black ACDC. So as we talked about in the last episode, there weren't a lot of songs represented. And I find this really kind of interesting. Uh, it, it almost proved to me that ACDC is not a band with, uh, standout songs, uh, but they're a band with standout albums. And what proves it to me here is that um, this is nuts, but basically every single ACDC album uh, that has uh, been out to this point uh, is on this list. So Dirty Deeds is here, High Voltage is here, Let There Be Rock is here, Power Age, um, and even at the number two slot. So the number two greatest heavy metal album of all time is If You Want Blood, the ACDC live album, which most people don't even consider that thoroughly amazing of a of a live album. But again, it's, it's too bad they allowed live albums in here, but that made number two. Um, and speaking of live albums, number three on the list in total was Motorhead, No Sleep Till Hammersmith. So the crushing Motorhead album famously went to number one in the UK, uh, which is which is nuts because it's a really extreme, brutal album. So so that's that's pretty wild. So so in this you've got uh, uh, in the top five you've got two ACDC albums and uh, you've actually got two live albums. Uh, so yeah, in the songs one it's kind of funny. In the songs one, which is you know, only June of 1981. You didn't really see a lot of great uh, representation by ACDC. Um, but now you you see every single album getting in. So maybe this is a band that uh, maybe these albums are almost like concept albums. The concept of ACDC is what everybody loves. The uniformity across all the great songs on an album, but none of them really standing out like crazy because obviously ACDC songs aren't particularly, particularly flashy, right? Um, so there you go. Generally, what else happens here that I find interesting. Um, Aerosmith. Uh, no, there was no Aerosmith on the songs one. And here, uh, Rocks, uh, one of the greatest albums of all time, and really no lighter. I mean, it's it's heavy like most of these albums on this list are heavy. But Rocks uh, sneaks in at number 100, and that's Aerosmith's only uh, representation on this list. Pretty weird. And Van Halen only comes in with the one album, the debut album, number 99. Um, so there is a lot of uh, upsetting of the cart that would go on over the years. Uh, these albums would rise in stature, and so many that are on this list are going to completely fall in stature, you know, live in the heart of the city, White Snake. Um, but uh, oh yeah, this is this I found kind of funny as well. They they did a bubbling under again, so they added a number ten. I'll just read it in in full here. This almost feels like they uh, they cheated the list a little bit to get in some other band names. Um, but 
we've got Space Ritual, Hawkwinds, so their their double live album with the big gatefold thing. Uh, you know, that's considered Hawkwinds' greatest album and one of the great live albums and, you know, such a British institution. Uh, we've got Riot Narita, um, you know, honorary New Wave of British heavy metal band and an amazing, amazing album. I guess uh, I guess at this point, um, Fire Down Under wasn't out yet. Um, it's, it's an 81 album. Electric Ladyland, Jimi Hendrix. I think that is the oldest thing that would be on this list. Double Platinum, Kiss. Uh, so here we've got a compilation. Firing on All Six, Lone Star. You're certainly not going to see that on any list. So that was their uh, their second album. You know, Paul Chapman, they only made two albums, not a very heavy album. Runaways, Waiting for the Night. Good to see the Runaways getting in, but that obviously wouldn't make a list. Stars, Violation. Uh, great album by Stars. Maybe their best. Um, good to see that here. Progressions of Power, Triumph. We had I Live for the Weekend uh, on the last one. Uriah Heap Live. Eh, it's an okay live album. And then another obscure new wave of British heavy metal one comes in at 110. Uh, Give Em Hell, Witch Find. Um, so yeah, so, so not a ton of representation by the new wave of British heavy metal, unless you're a big heavy band. And, uh, and I don't think they went overboard with the American love, uh, uh, yet in this one, but it's, it's interesting in this issue, you do get a little bit of that. Um, so you get, there's a big journey article. So you're starting to see, uh, some of these bands from the AOR or Wimpham, uh, end of things, uh, coming into Kerrang. So journey gets a big story. Jimi Hendrix gets a story to, uh, you know, to, they, they like filling in the past and then you get the, uh, they started this. I don't know if it was started in this one or if it's in two or three as well, but anyways, they, they do this thing called strictly for connoisseurs. And in that they put in MC five high time, this underground all-stars, extremely heavy, the seeds raw and alive meatloaf live. Don't even know what that is. Never seen that before. And Kim Fowley outrageous. Wow. Yeah. These are some weird, uh, rare things. Cause I don't even know what this underground all-stars thing is um but anyways it looks like one of those get together things where they do a bunch of old hits but uh so i thought that was kind of interesting that they're starting to uh you know fill in the gaps Krang was really good at that um you know bringing us this this sort of education thing as we go along so again uh just like the songs list this was a very very sober well put together list for 1981 i i wonder if um you know, a list like this was done in the U.S., it would have come in uh, as good. I just told you some of the nooks and crannies of it, but the rest of it, like I say, is all kind of the standard stuff. Uh, if you would like to uh, support this show, uh, further episodes, please go to Ko-fi, rhymes with uh, no fee, dot com slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button and buy me a coffee or a pint. And on that front, I'm going to thank the same people I thanked in the last episode because I'm doing this episode on the same day because I'm going to go... I'm going to be away out west. Um, so I wanted to uh, just put another episode in the can because I won't be able to do it uh, for the next Tuesday. So uh, it'll be like, uh, well, if I didn't let the cat out of the bag, it would be like I wasn't even away. So um, on that front, I would like to thank Joe Beck at Bel Air Expediting, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, Scott Brisky, Bruce Campbell, Lee Clifford, Alan Cullen, Franco Dotto, Tim Derling, David Fisher, Roche Gale, Reed Little, Neil Miller, Augustin Garcia de Paredes, and Brian Paul. Um, and you can go to martinpopoff.com, of course, uh, for all your book needs. Uh, I'm getting a lot of orders. I'm, I'm probably going to run out of both Flaming Telepaths, Imaginos, Expanded and Specified, and, uh, and the Max Webster. Uh, what did I call that? Live Magnetic Air. 
the superlative saga or story of the incomparable Max Webster or something like that, um, which I've actually called my favorite band of, of all time uh, now and again, right? Uh, that or ZZ Top or ACDC, I don't know. Pretty pretty boring answers, except for the Max Webster. That's not a boring answer. Um, but anyways, got those, and I actually have every single one of the visual biographies in a in a small little supply of, you know, eight or dozen or so. A lot of the heap still. Um, eventually, I'm going to have the Hawkwind, uh, but right now I do have the Yes, the Van Halen, the Bluish Occult, the Thin Lizzy, Nazareth. I don't know what I'm forgetting. Um, and a few other things uh, from my, uh, from my uh, you know, Saga of the UK shipments um, in stock right now. So it's a, a pretty good in-stock situation for now. So there you go. I hope this was a nice sort of a little look at uh, the, the slightly subtly different ways they thought about heavy metal in 1981. But honestly, it really wasn't that much different. Thanks again. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.